0: What is happening? Welcome to episode 186 of your favorite podcast, the Great Eye Podcast. Summer I'm going show some Haley alongside my co-host Brandon Long. And today I am going to talk about 12 points of things I am noticing and give some really good education in here. Well, hopefully it's really good education that you will find very useful. I think it's a good one to have your notepads ready. As always, Great Eye Podcast is brought to you by Revive. So much brought to you by also. going to Haley at checkout. Please give us a five-star rating and review. I'll see you inside. Back to back days, feels pretty good to be back, huh? Yeah, I liked I liked the uh, response to yesterday's podcast. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Yeah, people that, were pumped. Mm-hmm.
1: I like the expectation that we held ourselves. Yeah. To doing back to back days.
0: Yeah, same. Um, things are just so busy right now that I like, guess yeah, it's, uh, it's a pretty big deal. Man, you know, just keep it like 20, 30 minutes and. And it works out pretty well for us. Uh, By the way, this is dropping on Megan's birthday, so happy birthday. Happy birthday.
1: Meg's fit. Meg's
0: fucking fit, dude. 24 years old. Wow, is she really? Yeah. She qualifies for AARP? 24 years old today. Yeah, she definitely qualifies for AARP. Mm -hmm. Lots of the, um, the, you know, back in Ohio, we got silver sneakers. It's like for old people. Right. Who, um... Just silver sneakers, dude. Yeah. I know what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Megan, congratulations on your silver speakers. Silver, silver speakers? Yeah, whatever. Your silver sneakers membership. Whatever, yeah. Things I'm noticing. It's funny because I've had, um, I have a couple of these coming. So, I've had quite some time uh, since lo- last consistent podcasting to now. Um, obviously, a lot of things have happened. Obviously, like the, ind- really, not just the industry, the entire world's kind of voice changing. Right. You know mm-hmm. what's wild to think about? like think back a year ago. Like, how fucking depressing life was. Dude. That was nuts. I was in my first contest
1: prep. Yeah. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't Somehow know. we
0: were all making it. Yeah. And, man, what's wild is just Texas never got near as bad as anywhere else. Like, we were wide open a year ago. Yeah. Like, so I had the masks and, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Man, that's nuts. How I awful. was going
1: through <laughs> a lot of personal things that at that time. Yeah. Like, I was just learning how to separate myself yeah. from other people. And, like, I was yeah. in a new crowd. In a new industry and yeah. getting my feet wet mm-hmm. so it's crazy to look back trying to find know. your way yeah it's crazy yeah. to look back a year ago like i never <laughs> thought that in a, that in one year i would be where i'm at
0: yeah absolutely isn't wild hey you know what's something that you should always be able to look back on <clears throat> whenever you look back a year you should always like there should be very 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 visible growth mm-hmm. right and it's, like, growth within your profession, within your crafts that you bring to the table, um, within the way you know yourself, but also, like, growth in your surroundings. Mm-hmm. You know, you look back a year, like, um, you know, my surroundings were, you know, a lot different. Absolutely. And, you know, it was all people who, like, served a purpose at that time. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's, you know, if, if you're looking back year over year and, like, it's always kind of the same environment you have, you're probably not changing you're probably not moving
1: as quickly as you want to
0: yeah because you know the 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 reality is um i i full-heartedly believe um like you you should constantly be like leveling up your surroundings not everyone's meant to make it there like that's okay i think a big thing i talk about tunnel podcast something huge that holds just humans back is like you get comfortable within your little tribe um and then you like stop searching or pushing you know for more right And like truly getting uncomfortable because you're, yeah, you're just comfortable within your tribe Mm -hmm. that you're used to.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Those people aren't challenging you anymore. You know, you've kind of made your mark is like maybe the leader or whatnot yeah. of that group yeah. or like, you know, the the top of your group or whatever. Yeah. And nobody's really challenging you. Absolutely. So you're comfortable. You're, yeah. you're not having people step in and kind of like test you. Yeah. You know, hold that,
0: and hold you to a higher standard. Exactly. You yeah. holding yourself to a higher standard. And and that. that
1: threshold that you don't realize, like you think, so high, <clears throat> you think it's so high. Yeah. You think it's so high, but it's just high in your group. Yeah, exactly. And that's something that I, like I had a threshold that was pretty high in my yeah. group. So yeah. I thought, you know, I stepped out of that, and I kind of, like, realized, like, holy shit, there's so much there's more. There's a lot more. There, I, like, I can't even begin to think about the stuff that I thought I understood Yeah. then, as opposed to now. It's yeah. just, it's mind-blowing.
0: Yeah, and that nuts? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it should constantly be changing. But um, back to the point of the podcast, um, reflect back on a year, reflect back on six months. There's a lot to be learned when you really, truly assess yourself, and make sure, I think it's a huge self-awareness um, a tactic as well as always know where you're headed and where you, where you were from. Um, things I'm noticing: I went to Tampa for the Tampa Pro um, when Ashley did her women's physique debut, and there were two things that was mind blowing. Number one was only me and Shane. Me and Shane were the only coaches backstage. Really? <laughs> yeah. You know, Shane, Shane Hughley. Yeah. We we're the only coaches backstage. It was just you and know, I. There was nobody else that's there. interesting there's like you know 60, 70 like IFBB yeah, you know, exactly. pros that are about to go and uh-huh. you know, it was just him and I <laughs> in that wild <laughs> that getting is. our people ready no one else like had that which I found interesting
1: that is weird did, did you like do some more thinking about it or I was
0: just like this shit means too much to me yeah like there's people here who are in contention for a win and like your coach isn't here like, you know, sure, if you know, if if you're sending an athlete to a stage and, you know, it's it's a pro show and, you know, they don't really have a huge shot at winning, do your thing, whatever. Um, I, I personally probably still want to be there. But like, there were Four women's classes that day.
1: There's so much at stake. And a win is a qualification. Yeah, it's a qualification to the It's like, <laughs> it's like how are, are you coaches. not there?
0: I was like, what the fuck are people doing? Yeah, that's a playoff game, dude. Yeah, that was nuts. That was yeah. nuts. Now, the, you know, Bikini didn't go that day, so Bikini might have been a different story. But I was just like, man, where, where the fuck are these people? That was mind blowing to me. Yeah, interesting. Um, I, I I think it's very interesting, especially at the pro level, but. Beyond that, I'm back there, and you know most of the like stuff that you can point at as actually being dumb, um, that's like done backstage at the NPC level. Um, I'd never been backstage at a pro show before, and I saw, I, I, I saw the same shit happening <laughs> that happens at the NPC really? level, and I was like, man, I definitely thought that we left that you know in the NPC, like um, the amateur league. Like, yeah, thought yeah, that was over. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was, and like a big one was. I mean, girls are just crushing peanut butter backstage, like, before going on, like, putting on rice cakes, like, like it's part of their plan, like, consuming, like, the peanut butter. Like, they're measuring like, it out. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. And I'm like, you're about to go on stage. Mm. Like, you're about to try and get a pump. That's going to slow down digestion so heavily.
1: Mm-hmm. Why are we
0: taking in, what? what's peanut butter going to do right now? If your intramuscular fat stores need a last-second peanut butter indulgence to get full, then you did not do your homework during pee Yeah, <laughs> you and your coach did not do a good job. And you might not even fucking know what that looks like, what that means, but you shouldn't have to, like, slam, like, fats backstage, which, because you start doing that, like, there's no chance you have an empty stomach on stage you know, the best place for an athlete to be is an empty stomach but extremely full muscle belly. Exactly. So With, like, a massive pump.
1: You want to be, huh?
0: Yeah. Like, that's the best place for an athlete to right. be. Well, yeah. if you have, like, too much fat, you're obviously going to have extreme issue with that. Mm-hmm. But it's not even like, it's not even the fat. So it's like, well, let's say we need 10 grams of fat or something like that. Well, 10 grams of fat from peanut butter is way more volume than 10 grams of fat from, like, coconut oil or something mm-hmm. it's like way easier so like much less substance to it mm-hmm. it's like why are we using these things backstage that we know are you know not gonna do very well mm-hmm. we also know that higher allergen foods um, like nuts commonly are gonna pull more water into the intestines and which could make you appear more distended mm-hmm. um, and make you lose abdominal control right. while you're up there. So I'm just like, man, I'm looking around. I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, having a little bit of fat back. nothing wrong with that. Um, it's like, it's, it's the timing of which it was being done. Like they were pumping and eating, like having um, like peanut butter or like, we're so talking like, like minutes before they yeah, go on stage. Even like Reese's cups, like right before you go on and stuff, like. I mean, that's like cool and find a well, but like there's still enough fat in that to just empty or slow the gastric emptying. Hmm.
1: It's
0: like, why is that really going to be the most beneficial thing for us? I remember when I used Reese Cups like five years ago because I didn't know any better. Uh, but you know, like this is a pro league. So mm-hmm. Like you guys should have some, more data some better now. guidance. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I found that extremely interesting. Too much fat consumed backstage is very commonly not going to result in a positive. It's much it's almost guaranteed to result in a negative. Um, like, having little spurts of, like, two or three grams is an okay thing if you're not 100% sure where, like, you're going to be on stage. Uh, two or three grams for maybe, like, 140-pound, 120-pound, 140-pound girl. Um, or, you know, more than that as needed above that.
1: What kind of so- sources do you suggest, though?
0: I love oils.
1: Right.
0: I love oils. Um, if someone's been, like, using nut butters and stuff throughout their entire prep, then, you know, we'll probably have something maybe like 40 minutes before that has a little bit of fat in it.
1: Plenty of time um, to
0: digest. Yeah, plenty or at least start the yeah, digestion get the process. motility working, yeah. Um, and, and you know, then we'll have, uh, I mean, depending on the athlete, like I like using fructose. Um, like right before they go, it's like honey yep. um, or um, some dried fruit is another one that I really like using. Um, And then, you know, you just use a little bit of water and sodium is needed at that point. Yeah. Um, But I I, I don't like voluminous things. Like, there's some people that just can't do oils. It's like, okay, you know, like, that's fine. We'll take this data and we'll um, use it for our timing with the butter, Mm -hmm. the nut butter, right? Yeah, commonly, like, I just like oils. I just like everything being as tight as possible. Mm -hmm. You know, the perfect show day is the athlete doesn't have to eat before going on stage for pre-touching cuz they woke up full hard from the dry grainy from the previous day and all we have to do at that point is just monitor water and maybe some electrolytes um to you know make sure that they stay in that peak condition like that's the ideal place to be on show day mm-hmm. is you don't have any meals in you
1: that's it's, all dependent too but on what time you step on stage too it's a 100% yeah.
0: 100% dependent on what time you step on stage like Friday um, I have two athletes going at the Ohio State Championships, and like Friday evening is like prejudging and finals. Okay. Like, they're together. Uh-huh. Um, so now, like, Drew, we're going to drop like six pounds between now and Friday. Um, so, like, the check ins, this is so fucking stupid. I haven't bitched about this yet. So let me bitch about All right, the let's hear it. Let's bitch. Check ins are like 12 to 2 on Friday. Oh, on Friday. Weigh-ins. So, weigh-ins for your fucking class. The day of the, the show. day of the fucking show. Stupid as fuck, right? So, 12 to 2, and then they turn around, and, like, the show starts at, like, 4 or 5 p.m. What? So, like, you gotta make... So, no one's gonna have their best physique on stage. It's not gonna be possible for them to... Like, their
1: best possible... No. No Because, like,
0: the Arnold's on Saturday, in the same venue, at the Battelle Ballroom. That's where, like, I won the Ohio at. That's where it's always held. Yeah. So, like... They basically are going to like rush the show to like get it over with. Like, Why do they do check-ins party. on
1: Thursday at least?
0: Stupid as fuck. They're stupid as fuck. It's cheap. It's a cheaper way to do it. So yeah, I got to pull fucking six pounds, so we're probably going to like drill, probably stop drinking or eating like 3 p.m. Thursday. Because we're not using any He's fucking bone. Yeah. He is peeled out of his mind. So, we're definitely not using Duretics with that.
1: That's going to be an interesting peak.
0: Yeah, I've never done anything fucking like that. That's going to be very
1: interesting. Yeah,
0: most of the shows that I peek for are fucking smart. Mm-hmm. This show, dumb as fuck. Doesn't make sense. But anyways, so I just, I went, I had him go get uh, Dunkin' Donuts muffins, two Dunkin' Donuts muffins, or he'll get them on Thursday, I guess, um, or maybe even Friday. Um, but, Drew, if you listen to this, they do sell out quickly. If you ever need blueberry muffins from fucking Dunkin' Donuts, you better get your ass up early and go get them. Now, why do I use Dunkin' Donuts? So, so I try to use Dunkin' Donuts like, Five Guys for a majority. This has nothing to do with the podcast think <laughs> At this point, I can just teach. I try to use Dunkin' Donuts or Five Guys. Um, they like, national brands for as much as I possibly can, right? Um, like, if you go to Five Guys here in Round Rock, if you go to Five Guys over in Cedar Park, and if you go to Five Guys in South Austin, you're going to get the exact same thing. You're, if you order the same thing, you're going to get the exact same fucking thing. Right. It's universal. Yep. Right? My um, like Dunkin' Donuts is the same way. Same thing as McDonald's. Um, McDonald's, I, I'll use some McDonald's, the exact same way. Mm-hmm. So, I, like, there's nowhere you're going to go that doesn't have Dunkin' Donuts, right? Yep. So they're muffins, they oh, their muffins, because they're extremely high carb and they're very moderate fat. Uh, like the blueberries, like eighty carb like twelve fat or something like that. Whoa, nuts, huh? That's Whoa. why. That's why I've been having it pre-training.
1: Whoa, crushing too often pre-training. Yeah. So
0: and they're they're airy and like light and fluffy. They're not super heavy. Like there's not a, there's not a ton of butter in them at all. Yeah, they're
1: not very dense. No, not okay. at all.
0: So it's airy in your gut. So he'll probably stop eating like Thursday around three and drinking and probably won't have any water um, because the goal is to flush so much that we wake up Monday and we will, or Friday, we'll continue to f- uh, flush throughout Friday and hopefully he'll be like two or three pounds underweight so we can start feeding. Uh-huh. We're not going to be able to start drinking, uh, but we're going to be able to start eating at that point at least so that he's somewhat full. I mean, he's probably going to, he'll, he'll be down like seven or eight pounds at his lowest from where he's at right now. And he's moderately flat right now. He could be a lot flatter. and that's he is such right now. an
1: interesting setup they have, so, going on. isn't it?
0: So he's gonna have two of those Dunkin' Donuts muffins. Like as soon as he's done um, with weigh-ins, if it's close, um, and then we've experimented with five guys so many times uh, throughout his prep, and it's worked well every time that like I know his exactly. order, um, like a milkshake. Fries and burger, right? Um, and like, it's going to do really well for him. Now, I also do have on this list that we'll go ahead and talk about. Burger and fries just does not work for a majority of people. It's not needed for a majority of people. But like, number one, it comes down to digestibility. Majority of people, if you are a bikini girl and you're being told to eat a burger or fries tonight before a show, you need to you need to find new help. <laughs> Because that, I mean, that is, what 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 are you filling out? What the fuck you got to fill? You don't have anything to fill right. out. Mm-hmm. Like, like sure, like you're you're muscular, like compared to a normal person, but you're not just over this overly. There's bound, not Muscular, no. Yeah, you can fill out the tissue with fucking rice yeah. and a little bit of chicken, like. The stupidest thing I ever heard was when I heard someone's doing burger and fries with all their athletes and all this shit. And I was like, these little tiny, dainty bikini, and they're not even in shape. You you never see the girls crushing burger and fries night before, just like fucking bone dry and in shape. Like, there's some anecdote behind what the fuck's going on. I'm like, hmm, does James Atlas do this? Does Shane do this? Does Jamie Bernard do this in her bikini girls? Oh, the answer is no. Oh, all right. It's so, Yeah, I don't have to fucking do it either, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Burger and fries is a massive bomb of food. For 90% of people, it will not work. This will only be the second time this year that I've used burger and fries.
1: But it's something that had, he's already familiar with. He's already
0: familiar with it. We tested it. Uh-huh. And that's another fucking thing that I have up here as well, is experimenting before the show. We tested this so many times. So the first few times we did it, it was just burger and fries. Then we did burger fries and added a milkshake, and it was significantly better. He was significantly fuller. He popped so much more, and the dude hasn't spilled over. Not, not once has his lines ever blurred or spilled. So I know that he can handle all of that in the time frame. Like He's going to have that ready to consume as soon as he gets done. And he'll crush the muffins, he'll crush that, he'll go take a nap, and then he'll fucking wake up and just get on stage. And he'll be full. And and he'll be nasty. Exactly. And he'll, it'll hold him over the whole night.
1: That's such a huge risk running that, you know, random burger and fries yeah. that your body's not used to.
0: And it's it's difficult, too. Like, I've been there at the end of a prep or, like, a prep that I took over and wasn't able to compile a ton of data. I've been in the place at the end, like, yeah, they're burning. They're burning a lot. And sometimes you got to throw a Hail Mary. Um, if if you know you really know what to look for, I feel like your hail mary can be pretty precise. Um, like, um, what's an example here? So, let's say let's say their entire diet um, has been maybe higher sodium, and therefore like a little higher potassium um, than you know normally called for. Let's say they have like five thousand milligrams sodium, so they have like thirty eight hundred milligrams of potassium a day. Um, let's say that every time after a high day or a clean refeed, it's so like not a free meal or anything like that, let's say you noticed a drop in blood glucose, maybe a drop in resting heart rate. Um, so the physique didn't necessarily look much different, but there were biofeedback markers that were like, okay, this is a pretty big deal. And the training, the pump was just exponential. Um, now, one thing to look out for is were they really sweating more when you had those high days? Because close to a fucking show, you don't just want to push this shit up and have your athlete sweating on stage, right? I'd rather him be like not full and like dry rather than full and fucking sweating. Cause that mm-hmm. looks terrible. Right? Like, it looks like
1: you're 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 out of shape. It, uh, it you looks are. like you, don't, yeah.
0: yeah. Like it, it literally means that you're out of shape. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want that. So you have to. Um, You you have to keep, you know, have all these biofeedback measures in mind. So, we know that after a high day, these things happened. But the physique didn't necessarily look better. Okay, but if blood glucose dropped, pressing heart rate dropped, if pumps in the gym were a little bit better, then there was a recovery component to where the physique had more to use. Okay? So, maybe the high days, I bet you can form a solid hypothesis that the high days that we did use that dropped the heart rate and the blood glucose, right, elevated the pumps, just weren't aggressive enough. Mm-hmm. So, maybe, and now if they're burning really fast, you can be aggressive, right? Maybe we double that high day. So they were having, um, it was a guy who was crushing 660 carb on his fucking high day, and now over the next fucking 24 hours, we're going to have 1200 carb. And you know that... It's not all going to come from like rice and whole foods, mm-hmm. right? Like, we're going to go to I Hopper and get pancakes. We're going to have syrup all over the pancakes Butter right? and all that. I've never, I've never worked with someone who didn't have issues with like pancakes and syrup before a prep that all of a sudden had it and they couldn't hold it down, mm-hmm. right? We're probably going to have maybe some pasta and you know, they like some spaghetti and meatballs. But I had Sam Charlton do a whole bunch of pasta. I had her, she was so hard to fill out. Um, but we, you know, we, fix her thyroid during her fucking prep which was immaculate and it was burning so high she went to go get spaghetti meatballs for North Americans and she just kept eating it she ate like four or five times like 500 grams of spaghetti meatballs after the last one she sent me a message I, 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 don't, I cannot eat anymore I, I would have loved for her to have, like, two or three more servings. But, dude, as soon as someone says, like, no, that's it. Like, uh-huh. I feel it, dude. Yeah. Like, you had all of that's That's, that's a lot, lot of food, dude. Yeah. That's a lot. And that's all she was eating at the time. Wow. But, like, that was how we were able to get the most abundance of calories. But with Sam, never during prep was I, like, go to the burger and fries and see how it responds. I didn't have time. Uh-huh. I didn't have time for it. Or the way that we were managing her thyroid really was so vastly different. That we didn't have a ton of data. So that was kind of one of those, all right, let's fucking shoot this bitch in the dark, but what's my hypothesis? Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So push a little bit harder. And you know what? Like, It's okay if your athlete goes to bed a little spilled over at night. Like, We want to know how much weight they drop overnight. Like, If it's someone who drops nine pounds overnight, you can push them very far. They can legit be bloated going to bed at night.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In the morning, it's not going to matter at all. If they drop two, three pounds a night, you have a very small window of getting it perfect. And commonly with those people I see more consistent feedings working rather than like a massive meal if it's needed. You're talking about
1: going to bed like nine pounds heavier than waking up. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's very that's very common too. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. It is. But like
0: one to three pounds is just as common. Uh-huh. And, like, man, once you have that data, like, oh, shit, in the last six days, they've only dropped, like, three pounds overnight, per night. Um, like, that's not much. You 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 don't want to spill them over at all. You don't want to play with it. I would just get them, like, to the brim full, and then in the morning, they'll wake up 80%, 85% loaded. Mm-hmm. Well, you're 80 85%, you are a meal away. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you might not even be a meal away. You might just need water yeah. away, right? Um but if someone's dropping a ton overnight, dude, give them the meal. Like John Childers, I had him get up like four a.m. and go I to a cafe that. and get the steak and eggs and all that fucking shit, right? Um, and there's a massive reason behind the steak and the eggs: a protein, but fat. Um, he went back yeah, to honestly, bed though, too. Honestly you right? You can sign up for my mentorship for that. That's Didn't he go back we, to bed? Yeah, yeah. Okay, he yeah. went back to bed after that. Snoozed. That's one of the most important parts here, too. I tell all my athletes after judging, it's mandatory to nap. You don't have an option. It's not like, don't go walk around, don't go, no. Well, like, if you're in contention for a win, and if I put you on stage I'm expecting you to be in contention for a win, You nap, go go sleep. Uh-huh. Um, go to sleep for as long as you possibly can between prejudging and finals. When you're sleeping, you're in the most parasympathetic state possible, right? So... Let's say we leave, uh, we leave pre-judging, we'll have a meal, we'll give that meal 40-45 minutes to digest, might hit some steps in there, things to the like, and then you're going to lay down. You get in the most parasympathetic state that you possibly can. What happens in a parasympathetic state? Nutrient delivery it has, the, has the choice to be as high as it possibly can be. You're in this massively depleted state. You have no output going on at the current moment, which, by when you're on stage posing, that's a ton of output. Like, that's very, 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 very hard. Like, that's a workout in itself. So, your body doesn't just think it has this rest day. Your body's doing full body contractions. Like, as, as a bodybuilder, it's very speaking, demanding. As a bodybuilder, it is very demanding. Pre judging and finals, full body contractions. Like, that's just as hard as training. Mm-hmm. It's like we need to fuel it. Correct? So, um, you're gonna have this meal you lay down. All these nutrients are going to be delivered. But at the same time, when you're sleeping, any water, anything you consume, it's going to continue flushing because your water is going to be, if it needs to be, your water is going to be lower, much lower on show day than it was the rest of the week. So, you're going to be filling out this fucking physique while you continue to flush. Right? So, you can make big improvements from the prejudging to the night show. This gets me to my next point. Big improvements is like five percent better. If you go into the night show from pre judging, and you are more than five percent better, congratulations. But you completely missed your mark at pre judging, and I don't understand how there's so many physiques that like come back for night, and when there's no judging at night, um, and there's hardly any judging at night in the pro league either, unless it's extremely close or the overall. Yeah, yeah, or or it's the overall how y'all look so fucking different. Mm-hmm. Like there's people that just look so vastly different. Yep. That's like, man, if you would have brought that to the morning, like your placing would have been different. Yep. What did you do? Like, uh-huh. what did you experiment at all during your prep? Did you see where your best look is whatsoever? Did, did you, even if you shit the bed from stress, it's not going to make this difference that it's like this noticeable leap from the morning to the evening. Like what the fuck went wrong? It's
1: probably like they understand like, okay, I didn't place like top four or five, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get that top call out. That stress is gone. Yeah. Now that stress is gone and now we eat. Yeah. Now we eat because we're not we understand we're not in contention for a win. So, so eat a little bit more. This is a really
0: good point that you have and something to combat when I say I I want you to not eat on show day. For some people, and this is just knowing your client. This is not there's nothing else other than you just gotta know the fucking human being that you're dealing with. Some people's cortisol on show day will just shoot up because they're, they're they know that there's this fucking competition that they're about to go in. And food is an outlet for everyone at the end of a prep. Mm-hmm. Like, no one has a really healthy relationship with food, if I'm calling a spade a spade, right? Right. So, like, the food is their, like, happiness. That's, like, their release, and they, like, look forward to it. And so they're too anxious or too, commonly it's type A people. I, it's always going to be type A people. They're too anxious to, like, not eat on show day. So you do small feedings to, like, give them the sense that they're consuming, mm-hmm. new, like, energy. Right. To, only just just, the- to, just to keep the cortisol down. Yep. Because they will stress themselves out so bad that they can't have any food. And they view it, that's how they view it. I can't have any food. Rather than, oh, it's just not time to nourish my, yeah. my physique yet. Uh-huh. And those are two vastly different mindsets and mentalities. Um, and you can make it work with either. I mean, I turned a girl pro who's very food focused, and I didn't want her to eat it all on show day, but, you know, she ate. Um, we, we had meals, um, like egg whites and veggie, I think. Um, but I'm sure you
1: guys were able to control the stress a little bit more.
0: We were, we were, because she would have been way, she would have been, like, way, way beyond stressed if mm-hmm. she didn't have, like, food to focus mm-hmm. on. Um but you guys like like I said with the burger and fries with the bikini division experiment for the show. Like you need to know you need to know like what's going on. Um, how does your physique respond to things? Um, I, I I think I think it's very very important. Like it's a it's a massive commitment. Like people do this shit to win. Like every two year the NPC is growing by like eight to twelve percent.
1: Oh, that means every
0: year. Like understand it's already millions of people that's like more and more people coming in who just honestly want to kick your ass. Mm-hmm. Like the shit needs to be precise. I love it. And you, you know, you, you know what else I'm going to have your things I'm noticing. Megan, and I talk about this a lot. I was kind sure of showing Megan my Q mm-hmm. and A's. Like some people that like ask questions. There's certain people that are asking me questions at every Q and A that have no fucking trust whatsoever for their coach, but they won't reach out to hire me because they're not ready to actually be held to a higher accountability standard. And like, they're not actually like ready. They're not ready to actually produce so they never hire me. They won't reach out to me. But, or they, they, know, too but they know.
1: they know. that they need a new coach. Yeah,
0: but they ask me in every Q and A about things going on, or they send me a one off message. And dude, like, I'm not trying to be addicted people and stuff like that. Like, I try to help. Right I, now, if you come to me with, "Hey, my coach has me doing this," I ain't fucking doing that. I, I don't do that. I don't. I don't cross the line with, or I don't even toe the line of poaching. I don't DM other people's clients. I don't, like, follow other people's clients. I don't, like, interact. I just fucking... I stay in my fucking lane. Because, mm-hmm. man, what goes around comes around. And, like, you don't want that shit to come back around. But some of these people just, like... It's it's a common trend that, man, I I want to, like, have his input, but I can't handle... I couldn't handle him as a coach. You know who else has the same issue that I've talked to about it? It's fucking Matt. Matt has the same fucking issue. Mm-hmm. Like, people just, like, like... And even pros. Like, they'll just talk to us and... You know, we'll, like, steer them and maybe a, uh, we'll clear their mind a little right. bit. We'll ease their mind. they like, say, where the fuck's the application? Yep. You're asking me because you respect you're, my work. and You're interested. And you're interested. Yeah. But, like, my athletes aren't going around asking other coaches, like, what's up? <laughs> that's know? very true. Yeah, like, Matt's yeah, athletes true. aren't doing it. Shane's athletes aren't doing it. Like, Voo's athletes aren't doing that. Do is that is so true. Like, all, now, what we all do, we all discuss what each other's doing. And I have like, I'm friends who are athletes of those people. Um, So I'm kind of, I'm I'm in that weird age of like, well, I'm a a coach, but I'm like kind of everyone's age. Right. I'm on the athletes age, ages, but I'm in the coaches. But you have everybody's
1: respect too. Which is
0: dope. Which does feel nice. But, like my athletes just aren't asking people. And their Mm -hmm. athletes aren't asking people. Mm -hmm. So it's like, the resume, and that's not one of my points in here, that's really happening right now. You fell for the captions. You, the consumer. You fell for the captions and what you thought and what you were sold and what you were told. You didn't view the resume. Exactly. You know, like, I, I had a conversation with Megan, you know, a few months back. like dude, You're starting to get some really impressive transformations. But, you know, she was around like 65 athletes at the time, something like that. And uh, she was feeling really good there. Like, she wanted to bump up just have more. Um, and I was like, when when someone clicks on your page, they know that you're a coach. Like, or, or is your page about your athletes or is it about you? Like, you want to become a big time coach, you dedicate your social medias to it too. Mm-hmm. Like, all of a sudden, you don't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, Justin doesn't matter. What my athletes are doing is what matters because I'm a coach. And, like, that's what I enjoy doing. That's what I love doing. You can tell a lot about a bodybuilding coach when you go to their page and the content you see. Where the fuck's the clients? Mm-hmm. Where's the result? I would never hire someone who doesn't, like, drop my jaw with results, right? Like, right. I like, think that every time I post or one of my coaches post something, it's like, what the fuck? Yep.
1: Like, That's how did they nutty. do that? That's nuts. Yeah.
0: Like, I would never hire someone that doesn't
1: have that. T- type of shit where you're like, how did you do that? Literally, you actually messaged like, them, like, what did yeah, you guys do? Yeah. Exactly? you actually When
0: I posted Drew the other day, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had like I had coaches reaching out. They're like, "What the fuck did you do?"
1: Drew here? Looks nice.
0: And then I when I post Lexi then we fix her digestion. You know, yeah. like she hasn't been in a deficit. She's not done any cardio, mm-hmm. and like we fix. Like if I told you not to kill you, <laughs> sign up for my mentorship. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you need you, a, a coach. Tells you they're a coach. Shows you that they're a coach without telling you they're a coach. Um, and I think a lot of people are just being duped or fooled right now because dude, like in the day and age of Instagram, like man, the shit the shit is really hitting that like makes you feel better, lists people up, um, and makes you feel empowered, stuff like that. But like, man, at the end of the day, like I mean, I just don't have time for captions. No <laughs> like it, I don't have time for the shit. Like,
1: it's uh it should be part of it, like the yeah. whole motivation thing, like you know, accountability should be like a small part of it, very small part, but it still should be, you're hiring a coach, not not a cheerleader, not a friend, exactly, not a
0: fucking friend and like people like hire people that they think they'll vibe well with in terms of friendship and stuff like that, like dude, I would work, uh, there's a lot of coaches I would work with that I would never vibe with. Connie Rambot, I'd work with him, but we wouldn't vibe. Mm-hmm. Like, Vu, I'd work with him, but we wouldn't vibe as an athlete coach. Right. Like, I don't care about that. I care about winning. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, this sport's getting way too competitive for you to not have winning as your forefront. Like, it's just, it, it sucks to see people get discouraged yep. along the way, mm-hmm. you know? Um, tying into that is a lack of respect for others, you guys. This is a common problem going on in a lot of the coaching circles that I'm in. People just overstep their boundaries. Like, we don't owe anyone... In, we put out a lot of content. Like, a lot. Like, there, this is the 186th episode of Grow or Die. Yep. If you listen from 1 to 186, you're going to be a very intelligent person. I'm um, I, I, definitely going to
1: change your views on a lot of things. So you're going to change
0: your views on a lot of things. You're going to have pretty good insight, mm-hmm. right? I'm not saying you're going to have all the answers, because you're not, because I definitely don't have all of them. But like, there's some really great resources. You go listen to J3 University... Um, podcast, um... That's another one. Oh. That's another one that you're gonna you're gonna find out a lot on there.
1: I actually took his course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really, really good course. It's too. really good, huh? You yeah. learn a lot from oh, that yeah. course.
0: Yeah, I highly recommend. John is JT very, University. very, very
1: smart guy. Yeah.
0: So what he's doing, we're basically just taking a few steps deeper, like more personal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like you know his like you pay seven hundred bucks and you kind of go as you please. Mm-hmm. but There's no FaceTime, right? So we're gonna get like all the FaceTime with people. Gotcha. I would highly recommend people like doing the J Three University now, mm-hmm. and then when my mentorship drops in November, hop in that. Is it gonna be? It's gonna
1: be You're more gonna like have, a class type thing.
0: It's it's gonna be more class focused, but there's gonna be individual time as well ah, with every person. That's and cool. they're gonna be able to text me. That's throughout cool. throughout today as well. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So like essentially, I was gonna work some Monday through Friday, like before twelve p.m. You give me any question. You give me like your topic of the day that's outside of the materials that i'm going to send you and i'll send you back a video um or a voice memo that you can keep or notes or something like on the topic that you chose does that make sense very useful um so yeah yeah it's it's, it's going to be really good I'll um, go like alongside the coursework, so they'll actually have access to mm-hmm. me as well. Which be, That's also why I'm limiting it. I'm only going to have 20 people.
1: Yeah, you can't have 150 no. people texting you. No, because I, I got my Absolutely. athletes to take care of first and foremost.
0: Uh-huh. Um, and So I'll probably do that at night. Like I'll get all my athletes during the day, and then I'll go back through the mentorship at night. Um, I'm assuming that's how it's going to work, but like, I also just love that. After we record a podcast. So after recording a podcast. <laughs> yeah, my day's going to get busy, but I love it. There but I go. love it. Um, so... I would highly recommend J3 University first, and then coming over um, into the mentorship that I'm going to be pushing. Overcomplicating the process. You guys, this shit's not rocket science. And I know I talked on the podcast a few times about missing the forest for the trees. Physique progression is not rocket science. Stay rested. Hydrate. Eat wholesome foods. um, Prioritize protein first and foremost and overload your training those are the principles of it and if you do that for a long time you're going to make essentially endless progress now there's a lot of other things that tie into maximal progress because not all progress is created equal right what can we get done in 30 days well it's going to be much 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 greater what you can get done with a good coach and you can like on your own Um, I think anyone would agree with that right Mm -hmm. but you can still progress 30 days on your own don't don't overcomplicate this process Understand this: the physique is always telling you exactly what it wants. When it wants a break, give it a break. If it wants more food, or if it needs more food, give it more food. Um, it's telling you. It's telling you all the time. It's telling you how much you sweat during the gym. It tells you on how much your temperature uh, changes throughout the day. It's telling you on your. Uh, blood glucose uh, readings throughout the day how things change as you're eating meals as you're going throughout stressors it's telling you in your sleep it's telling you in the way that your feet feel when you first hit the floor in the morning it's just there's constant signals and like we overlook it because we just focus on this protocol like robot to the protocol
1: or you focus on stupid shit like the scale or
0: or you focus on yeah like oh shit like um, this kind of fucking EAA or that kind of EAA or the scale or um, oh man I had to get this meal in 45 minutes for the gym dude what, what did you accomplish in 24 hours like that's what matters did you accomplish did you check the box for 24 hours or did you not and at the end of the day if you do that for year over year over year over year over year then you're probably going to turn up to be pretty good even if you start in a shit place I started in a terrible place I'm up like 120 pounds from where I started <laughs> Jesus Christ Too many tired physiques. All right, so... Yeah, part of contest prep is you get you drive your body into the ground. Um, it's the coach's <clears throat> responsibility to make sure the athlete's ready and a majority of athletes are ready are going to be dug into the fucking ground to get there, right? But when you get on stage, a tired physique is just one with no pop. None. It's one that's you know, over-dieted. It's one that probably lost a lot of muscle. It's one that you can tell hasn't trained extremely hard or had great volumization in its sessions. Not recovering well um, at all. It's not recovered at all. It looks stringy. That's a very tired physique. Is stringy. How to properly run someone into the ground. Build, dig away at recovery as hard as you can for as much as needed, and then pull it back all the way almost to zero. What I mean by this. So um, right now, Kelly and I are in a uh, chat with one of her girls 10 days out, and about three and a half weeks out, we really started really digging her into the ground, right? So she's a student, Um and so, you know, fasted cardio fasted cardio interferes with her sleep schedule. Well, the sleep schedule is going to be a little more important than cardio across the entire prep. But there's also a time for us to get more output that, that than, than we are getting right now. And the sleep might have to suffer for that. Mm-hmm. So what we're doing when we push that cardio high, and there, there's such a massive difference between fasted and fed cardio um, that, I don't believe you can not 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 majority of people are going to need to do some kind of fasted cardio for need to for the most optimal route. Remember not just to progress but to take the most optimal route. So, now she's been off cardio like a week, maybe longer. We drove her into the fucking ground. We pulled food down all the fucking way. And then the last 2 days she's had pretty fucking high days like four times as many carbs as she was having. Protein and fat stayed stable. So she's fueling up, and today she checked in. You know, when you hit the gas like that, um, and then you nail the fucking brake into the ground, you're probably not going to refeed into new low weights just because we dug your recovery so fucking deep in this hole. Right. So you're going to refeed into recovery. And she was up like 0.8 pounds today, and she looked way better. Uh-huh. Significantly. And tomorrow she'll probably be up a little bit more. And I think she's going to look way better again. Absolutely. Right? And then from there, tomorrow's nine days out, ten days out. Back to We're digging. We're digging back until like five, four days out. And then we'll bring her into the show. Um, and like going through periods like that, that's a good way to, 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 to be. Now, um, that's not necessarily a linear approach. That's more so like a... Um, just dig and recover approach but a more linear approach is like what i'm doing with like thomas right now we're like all right you know every week the last few weeks we've ramped up output or we've pulled down intake all right and every you know every week one of those variables has changed right um and there hasn't been this full-scale pullback yet he had one high day and I didn't like how he looked. I didn't like how his body responded. So we'd just been digging outside of that. Or maybe, maybe there were two high days, his back-to-back high days. Is there one or it was two? He didn't do any cardio. I, I, I hated how he looked. Mm-hmm. But he also wasn't peeled yet at the time. You know, right now he's pretty shredded. With his next update, he'll, he'll be really close to peeled. And the next update after that, he'll be peeled and dug out. So at that point, we're going to experiment again. We're going to have maybe like four or five days to experiment. We're going to experiment again, and then we'll bring him into the show but right now the data i have is all oh, this motherfucker is going to suffer to the show uh-huh. like he's going to suffer to the stage yeah. and he's ready for that like he wants to turn fucking pro dude uh, yeah. like, this isn't casual shit no, like, he
1: understands what yeah. you need to go to Absolutely. to reach that
0: and all, but also what we also did was white rice so this is a big variable for me white rice pulls extra water into the intestine um, in order to make it pass through in order to allow it to break down or everything right so if we replace that with say English muffins, we're not going to have that same water into the gut, mm-hmm. and we added like three hundred grams of white rice, um, which is a pretty decent amount. It's large, so About hundred and some carbs. Mm-hmm. Um, we added that as pretty decent amount. Well, if we instead would just had four English muffins, I know there would have been a different response. But I have, n- I can say with zero confidence that he would have looked better. But in you know in like ten days again we're gonna experiment and we're gonna see we'll how it looks yeah because yeah. he's got he's got yeah fifteen days so yeah about ten days, um,
1: and that's that's the luxury that you have though it, yeah being ready early absolutely that's absolutely I think that's very important yeah you but know? he
0: if 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 you get on stage and you look tired like I mean do the judges like see that shit too like they see you're just drained and like the judges. You know, the, the, the judges judge based off the best overall package and what's going on, like, in your face and in your, the, the actual, like, what, not just how the physique appears, what's going on with your physique is, like, a big deal. Uh, uh, this is a big part of bodybuilding. Um than now, bodybuilding coaches acting hollier than now, I used to be this guy. I used to act like, because I didn't have to push my clients to a certain place, that I was, like, a better contest prep coach than other people, and... at the time I I got a hell of a lot of second third places I didn't get a hell of a lot of wins then it changed and I realized what it took to win Mm -hmm. in this industry so when you see people saying things like never would I or people are this person's pushing too hard XYZ without any data on the athlete that's in question they're acting holier than thou. they do we're bodybuilding coaches I feel like Like, if
1: there's if you're winning it doesn't really matter it doesn't as it long doesn't. as, as long as, like, I mean, besides like the normal, health things that kind of you know fluctuate yeah. with dieting for a long period of time. Yeah. Other than that, if you're healthy and you're winning, what why is there to matter?
0: say? Literally, why does it matter? It doesn't. And like all the coaches who get attacked the most, or seem to fucking win the most. Mm-hmm. So like, I think everyone's gonna keep on doing you know what what we're doing, and then the you know, people that I want to act like they're better now, so just keep losing. Um, but you know, there was this big pushback against like how Shane was working as people, or how James is working their people, but they win. Yep. So, do you want do you want to win, or do you want to suck? Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't fucking care. I just don't want to see my athletes losing to someone who I know outwork. You know how shitty of a feeling that is to know that the only reason you lost is because you got outworked? It's bodybuilding. Not
1: saying you didn't work, because, like, it yeah. still takes a lot still of work. Still works hard, Yeah. someone
0: just went way harder than you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck that. Posing, dude, posing's so bad. Hire posing coaches. Oh, yeah. If you're doing... Figure, if you're doing physique, women's physique, hire Ashley Jones. Um, My bikini girls go to Kelly. They go to Megan. They go to Nadia. um, uh, They'll go to Jazzy. Um, Like, hire those people. For bodybuilders, for classic, Jarrett Crew, um, or my dude John Dorsey, GoobU on Instagram. Like, hire these people that we know are good. Mm -hmm. If you're in Texas, get with Sheila. Because she is absolutely unbelievable and will work your ass so fucking hard. Dude, you got to work on posing. And, like, a majority of the posing coaches out there are more fraudulent than the actual bodybuilding coaches. Like, just because you're a pro does not mean you know how to pose at all. Um, Last thing I want to talk about here today is too much pumping up. When you go into your show, dude, if it takes more than, like, three or four minutes to get a pump, if it takes more than, like, 40 reps to get a pump, then you're, like, not ready and you need to accept where you're at. There's people just pumping away, and all of a sudden you're prone to sweating on stage. Even if you're really dry or dry enough, you can still sweat on stage because you're forcing your body to you know, have extreme output. With extreme output comes duresis. Di- with extreme out- out- output comes um, body temperature elevations, which obviously is going to be combated with sweating to cool your body down. Like, if you can't get pumped up within 30, 40 reps, really 20, to 40 reps, like you're, it's not there. And you need to just go out and present the best that you can with what you have right now. Because you're going to spike your fucking cortisol, your epinephrine. uh, Like your adrenaline's already pumping, right? And now we're going to spike up cortisol even higher than it already is. Spike up epinephrine even higher than it is because you decided to get a fucking training session in before you go flex every single muscle in your body on stage for such like such a workout six, seven minutes like you're going to be very, very Dude, sore it is such a workout day. yeah like respect what the posing component is like yeah, it's all show but that's the hardest workout you'll do in your in, in, in your entire prep absolutely so, you know give that its due diligence um, you guys it's good to fucking be back it's good to be chatting with you guys again. Mm-hmm. How does it feel nice?
1: yeah, I enjoy it there's yeah. just
0: some things I'm noticing I'll continue to add more to this list and keep more notes uh, as time goes on to try to educate as much as possible as always I appreciate y'all coming out I'll see you next time